you're here. Welcome to the Masterminding Success Podcast. They say if you want to be successful in business and in life, then surround yourself with successful people. So pull up a seat. The Mastermind is about to begin. Hey, glad you could join us for another episode of the Masterminding Success Podcast. We're your host, Keith Wheeler. And Nuria Corby. And what are we going to talk about today, Nuria? Today, we're going to talk about starting in self-publishing. And that's something we have both done. So we can, <laughs> we've got plenty to say about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I first started in self-publishing um, back in 2016. Seems like forever ago. Um, I actually wrote my first book probably 20 years prior um, and just never got it published. You know, I, I did the, tried to do the whole traditional route and, you know, eventually I, I stumbled upon these videos talking about self-publishing. And uh, so I was like, you know, I, I can try that. You know, I, I was only publishing it for, for my daughter. I wrote the book for my, my oldest daughter. And so I just wanted something physical in her hand that, that she could have. And that's kind of where it all started for me. How about you? Um, slightly different, I think, because I'm trying to find any similarities between your story and mine. And it's totally different because you had already written your book and you had tried to get it to publishers. I've never written anything in my life. <laughs> so, but I started as a blogger. I started writing blog posts. Um, I have a gardening blog, which... Uh, we we decided to remodel our garden and we weren't gardeners at all. And we found so much enjoyment in that, my husband and I, that I thought, I'm going to write about this. <laughs> I'm going to write a blog and show how we did it, because if I can do it, other people might be able to do it. That seems to be my motto <laughs> in right. lots of things. I'm always amazed when I do something and, and I want to share it with other people. And um, that's how it started, really, uh, by writing blog posts. And once you're in that kind of um, world, I think, where you're writing and you, you're looking at YouTube tutorials about writing, and somehow I came across, same as you did, I came across uh, low-content book creation. So I think it, one thing led to another. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. They're making notebooks and selling them on Amazon, that can't be, I thought, can't be too difficult. <laughs> Let's see. But I didn't, I know we talked in a different episode about expectations. And I think my expectations weren't really that high. I just wanted right. to give it a try because I'd given myself a year for, for the blogging side of things. And that didn't really, I mean, I was getting views, but I wasn't, I definitely wasn't creating a an income or, or a mm -hmm. sustainable income from that. So I was coming to the end of of the time that I had given myself to to make an income through blogging, and um, I was desperate to find something else because I didn't want to go back to work <laughs> in an office. I wanted to stay at home and do something there. And um, yeah, I came across YouTube videos on low content book publishing, and I I started in November two thousand and nineteen. So it was quarter four. And I think that really helped me because right. I did get a few sales after about, uh, was it, I had about 30 books published. And that's when I started seeing some sales, nothing spectacular, nothing, not right. enough to make a living. But you know, when you make 
$5 or a, a small amount, as, as soon as you make that small amount, you think, well, if I can make five, I can make 10. And yep. if I can make 10, I can make 20. And my mindset was like that. I thought, I can grow this, you know, and that's how it all started. And uh, then I got into creating children's book because that was like a almost like an easy step sideways, you know, from mm -hmm. creating low content. And my low content books are very, there's a lot of content in them. There's not just lines. And right. uh, it was an easy transition to children's picture books. So I got into that. And now I told you earlier, I'm writing a full-blown nonfiction book. So <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm kind of developing <laughs> my my self-publishing um, business and I'm having a lot of fun with it and yeah that's how I got into self-publishing and it's the best thing I've ever done I think yeah yeah how do you feel I mean, about you, yours yeah I mean you got to start somewhere right um you know I I did that first that first children's book um you know I I again it was most of the most of the success I've seen early on that that bring me into a new niche um have been based on necessity you know, um, yeah. you know, the, you know, the children's book, I just, you know, I wanted to get it published for my daughter and, um, and then it just happened to be up there and I started seeing some sales come in and, and it was actually, I got an email from KDP and, uh, or it was create space back in that, those days, yes. but, um, telling me that, that, you know, my monthly royalties were in and I was like, oh, okay. And so I went and looked and I'm like, oh, I got some money on this. Like that, <laughs> yeah. And again, like you said, it was like, you know, it it wasn't a lot, but it was like, if I could do this, doing yeah. something I love anyway, you know, then what if I really tried at it, <laughs> you know? And yeah. uh, the, the same thing happened with my, my no content books. You know, I, I was creating a, a journal for my youngest daughter, you know, she played softball. So I was creating a, a softball journal for her and, uh, and she brought it to one of her tournaments and, and everybody, not just on her team, but on other teams were like, dude, that's cool. I want to, you yeah. know, where can I find that? And so, uh, you know, it just, it just kind of snowballed from there, but I, I love the creativity that comes with it. You know, the, yeah. you know, there's not somebody, you know, like with a regular job where there's somebody you know over you telling you, you got to do it this way and you got to do it that way. You don't, I mean, we talked about this in, in previous episodes, but obviously you need to, to make sure that you're following the terms of service for whatever platform you're publishing on. But, but other than that, you really have no limitations. No, you know, no, the only you're limitations I found. Yeah. And, but the only limitations I found at the beginning was because I had to make an income, you know, it mm -hmm. was the, I was a little bit um, limited by, because obviously I need to pay my bills and right. I can't just do blogging and, and let my husband do all the work and, and I'm not producing anything. And that put a lot of pressure on me. So I think um, that can be a problem if you've got pressure in terms of I have to earn some money doing this, you know, then right. that can hinder rather than, I mean, sometimes I think maybe that pushed me as well. Right. But sometimes I think it it's more of a, a block than a, than a push really. So there are several things that can stop you from, from starting something like this. First of all, obviously the, the you know, you're not going to earn lots of money straight away. So you think, you know, can I really spend my time doing this when I could right. be doing something? Is it worth uh, it? Yeah. Is Exactly. Yeah. 
So that's that's one thing. But other than that, like you said, I mean, the freedom you get from not having to go to an office, from doing whatever you want. I spent maybe three hours on the computer and I think five minutes have gone past, you know, yeah. because time goes so quickly because you're having fun. You know, right. this, this is something you if you enjoy doing something, time goes really quickly. I remember when I used to work in an office, I used to look and see, is it one o'clock yet for lunchtime? You know. Ah, oh, five minutes to go. And then like it seemed like three hours later. Oh, it's still two minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. Like that. So life is very different as um when you're self-publishing. It's you're your own boss as well. So um that's if you're doing it as a full-time business. Some people could do it part-time, I guess. So then you have the backing of your of your full-time job or of your other job, and then you do this as a side hustle. That's another really good way of starting i would say that's the best way of starting because then you don't have that pressure right what do you no think? i i agree yeah. yeah i mean i'm i'm in that boat you know i've yeah. i've been do, i've been doing this like i said since 2016 um and i've still been doing it as a side hustle um yeah you know it's you know a lot of people on my youtube channel have commented and said well if you're making so much money doing the the books then why do you still have your full-time right. job and yeah. I, my answer is the same because my full-time job pays me really well you know? Exactly. It's it's not so, you know it's the security as well. This yeah. there's no guarantee when you when you're self publishing. You know, no, Amazon could not. suddenly shut your account and then what? <laughs> right, know? right. So I mean, there's there's yeah. definitely so if you are starting in in self publishing, you know, it's definitely one thing you need to to keep in mind is you know you are playing in someone else's sandbox. Yeah. So um you know there there is this the risk that you know even though they're giving you all this traffic that traffic could stop at yes. any given time. Um, and I'm not saying that to deter people, but, but just to set accurate expectations. Um, and so, yeah, doing it as a side hustle has been, has been really good for me. Um, obviously, obviously long-term, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's going to be, it won't be long before it's my full-time job. Um, but, but I also, I, I kind of appreciate it more because like you said, it takes that, that stress off of it being, you know, I have to make sales and, and more of a. I can just focus on the creativity part of it, you know, the, the, and, and create some really cool things that, that haven't, you know, whether it's a written book, uh, low content book, doesn't matter, you know, something that, that I want to write, you know, or I want to create and, and see how that, that goes. And then, you know, if, if it sells really well, then I can double down on that and create, you know, multiple, you know, variations of it, you know, and, and it's already set the framework for me. But again, I I didn't I don't have that pressure behind me to one oh you got to knock it out you got to get the you know you got to get these sales because for me I have a ten it's a fight or flight mentality and when I when I get that kind of pressure and I feel like I have to do something my brain just kind of freezes you know you know like I'm like a deer in the headlights where I just yeah. I don't you know I'm like oh now where do I go and it seems like the best things that I've created have been ones that I've done when I've been relaxed and just doing it for the fun. For the joy of it, for the joy of of creating. I so agree with that. You know, I'm exactly the same. If I, if I have to do something, I'm I'm often I don't even know where to start. I feel yep. tired just thinking about it and it might not even be anything that taxing, but you know, when I'm doing something for the fun of it and I enjoy it, Usually that's the thing that gives me the most success as well. Do you find that? 
this work? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, one is, I mean, I, I just put so much love and effort into it that mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, relates, but also I yeah. feel like I'm more creative that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. which, which just kind of draws, it draws in its own attention. Um, and again, that's whether I'm not just talking about low content books, but you know, my children's books, my young adult novels are like when I'm, when I'm enjoying what I'm doing, when I'm, you know, creating, um, because I want to, not because I have to, mm. uh, it, it just seems to be a better product. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think if we're talking about starting in self-publishing and and anybody's thinking of starting, I still think that starting it as a side hustle is the better option, in my opinion. I, I know everybody will have a different opinion on that, but it just just for the reason, if you're like me and you're worried about <laughs> when your bills are going to be paid and that kind of thing, it does take a, away a lot of the worry and it and it lets your creativity flourish more that way because i think if you're worried about finances that can sort of suppress your creativity as well and then you're not as mm-hmm. creative as you would like to be so i think starting it as a side hustle is probably the best way to go you know um it's it's a lot worse if you've lost your job or you know, for whatever reason, you've got no money coming in, and you're thinking, this is a way to get money in quickly. That is not the case, unfortunately. And uh, there are success stories that do sound like the money came in quickly. But I think those success stories never talk about the years that went on before of gaining the experience. And, you know, um, there is just, there are no um overnight successes really it's mm-hmm. it's a result of time and effort um so yeah for that reason i would say starting part time or starting it as a side hustle is the best way to go to the best way to start but um you know it's worth trying anything yeah so yeah i i think another thing that that people should keep in mind when they're if they're deciding to start in self publishing is um be okay with not being perfect you know better is better than perfect Uh, you know i've said that numerous uh, episodes but yeah uh, so many times i've seen people uh, that have been writing the same book for Mm -hmm. years yes and i'm not saying to put out hot garbage but what i'm saying is is you know is the extra time you're putting into it is making it one percent better Mm -hmm. is it worth it you know what i mean absolutely um you know, there, there's, you know, if, if you've already, you know, if you're writing a book and you've already done it and you've had it edited and you've got the book cover and everything else, what are you waiting for? You know, yeah. um, you're yeah. reading it, reading it over, a, you know, a 10th time isn't really going to make that many changes because even yeah. if there are errors in there, you're already blind to it. So you're, chances oh, are not going to see it, it anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the reason why, that's the reason why we get outside editors, right? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's whether you, you do children's books, uh, you, you know, full on novels mm-hmm. or no content, low content books, you yeah. know, um, you know, put in, put in the quality that it deserves yeah. and, and then just trust the process and, and put it out there and, and know that when you're first starting out, it, you're going to get better, you know, Definitely. And unless you start rushing things very few times, are you going to get worse? You know, yeah. you know, you, you have to get that first one out there, see how it does yeah. 
So you can learn from that, learn from the process and learn from the results that you get in sales and, and decide, okay, what's my next step? You know, Mm. you know, I'm going to create a similar book or am I going to create something completely different? Mm. Um, You know, am I going to, you know, instead of, you know, making my own cover, am I going to hire out, you know, somebody on Fiverr or whatever? Like, these are all things that you learn, but you really can only learn from doing. From doing, exactly. That is so important. I mean, and it's, I get so many people that say to me, well, yeah, I've been doing it for about a year, but I actually haven't published anything yet. And and when I say, well, what, what are you afraid of? You know, why aren't you publishing it? Oh, no, because, you know, what if it doesn't sell? I say, well, is it selling now? Well, no, I haven't published it yet. I say, well, then the thing you're afraid of is happening right now. And the only way it's, it's, you're going to make it go away is by publishing your book, you know, finding out. I mean, how many books could you have had published in that year? And what could you have learned? Yeah, that's the thing. You learn so much from from doing and from publishing and from and then when you look at your book again, you you see all the things that you should have done differently. But then that is how you've learned. And that book, to me, all my ugly books, I call them the ones I did at yep, the beginning. I've got those. They they are valuable to me because I've learned how to make better books now. So I when I look at them, I don't cringe anymore i look at them i think great you know i'm so much better than that now so yeah just i mean it's just think about when you were you know early on in you know elementary school yeah and you know what you drew you know how you drew or how you wrote your name or whatever compared to how you do it now yeah you know absolutely because you've learned over the years you you've perfected it if you will yeah um i mean i've been doing this like i said since 2016 i still learn something new and, and I think that's one of the things I love about it. Yeah. The moment I stop, I, I've said it before, the moment I stop learning is probably when I'll yeah. stop doing it. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's the, that's the fun thing about this business. The amount of learning we do. Every time I research a new topic on something, I'm learning new things. So it's like, right. it's like being in a university <laughs> where you decide right. what you want to learn. It's to me, it's amazing. And, uh, I can't say it often enough. I feel really lucky to to have found this. And if anybody's interested in starting to self-publish, I can only recommend it. <laughs> I've got nothing bad to say about it. So I don't yeah, know about I you. Mean, have you got any bad things to say about self-publishing? I mean, the, the only thing I would say is, um, I mean, I really don't have anything bad to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can, you know, I can talk about negative reviews and, and all that in other episodes, but yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as long as you're going into it with the right expectations, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going in there thinking that you're going to create one book, whatever type of book it is, and you're going to, you know, make a full-time living, mm-hmm. then you're, then you're going to be sadly, sadly mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Are there unicorns out there? Yes. But majority of times it, that's not the way it works. And so knowing going in that uh, it's a process and, um, you know, it's just like with any business. And that's the main thing is it's a business within, you know, any business and whether you want to do it full-time or you just want to publish one and be done, you know, just to say you're a published author or a published creator, you know, um, as long as you have the right mindset going in, I can't think of anything negative to say about it. I mean, I, it, yeah. I, I've had ups and I've had downs, but I wouldn't trade the uh, the downs for anything. 
No, I agree. I mean, I, yes, of course, there are negatives <laughs> as in anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, you, if you're going to have negatives in anything, then you might as well have them in what we're doing in self-publishing. I think, you know, for me, it's definitely been um, the best job I've ever had in terms of enjoyment. And I think, I think you do have to be a creative person. I think that really helps. If you're not into creativity, then that could be a problem because I have come across people who are doing this purely as a money generating um, exercise. And I think if you're just looking at it in that sterile way, it's not going to work very well because you do need that creativity and uh, and um, trying new things. And normally when people are very analytical, they're very hesitant uh, to try new things right. and this business is all about trying and expanding and going into places you haven't been before so I think it definitely helps to be a bit to be a creative person yeah I I agree I agree now um I will say just just to add on to that just a bit um it's possible if you're not a creative person and you want to do this as a business yeah. um, it's absolutely it's still possible absolutely but um you're going to be spending a lot more money because you're going to have to hire those creative outsource. people. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to have to outsource those that creativity yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I've seen people who have zero creativity, yeah. you know, and they're just like, you know, this is a business. I, I see a yes. business opportunity and I'm going to take it. And it's like, yeah. great, more power to you. You know, yeah. um, again, as long as you're putting out good quality work, I don't care if you're the one that creates it or not. Or not. You know, I'm I've, glad you mentioned um, that because that is a really good point. You can outsource yeah. those things. You know, you don't yeah. have to do it yourself. I mean, and, I mean, and, and I'm, I, I am a creative person and, you know, I've written children's books, but that said to, to kind of prove things on my channel, on my YouTube channel, I've actually um, done a whole series where I hire someone from, you know, Fiverr to, to write you know, uh, a middle grade book for me or to do illustrations for me or whatever. So, you know, there is the possibility out there, but just, yeah. just know that you're going to pay either with your time or with your money. One of the, one of the one two. Of the other. <laughs> and me, I, I love to be creative. So I, I love to do it with my time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then it's something I'm, I physically, I, I know is mine, you know? Yes. Um, yes. If you bought, if you paid somebody to do it, it's still yours, but um, it's, it's not the same as when you it create yourself. It doesn't feel but, the same. <laughs> right. It doesn't. But if you, but if you don't have that creativity or, or maybe you're, you're just afraid to start, you know, um, you know, but you do have some expendable income that you mm -hmm. can do, you know, where you can outsource it, maybe do that for your first book. We you know whatever Absolutely. there, there is no, there is no right or wrong way to do it. As long as you're, Again, following the the terms of service of whatever platform that you're that you're yeah. publishing on. Yeah, and I'm just talking about an artistic creativity right. because even if you're very analytical and you're starting a business, that is cre being creative. You know, you're mm -hmm. still running any kind of business is being creative. Maybe not in an artistic way, more in a practical way, but right. it's still something that you have to enjoy. Otherwise, it's hard. You know, <laughs> it is absolutely. Well, this has been another great mastermind, Nuriam. Once again, a huge thank you to all our listeners and viewers who came to tag along. If you enjoyed today's mastermind, please consider following or subscribing to the podcast and maybe even leave us a review and let us know what you thought. It'd mean the world to us. Until next time, I'm Keith Wheeler. And I'm Nuria Corby. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the mastermind today. Be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and tell a friend who would enjoy it too. 
Your support is greatly appreciated. This has been the Masterminding Success Podcast.